listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Um, Chase was... Oh, Chase Brandon and myself are, are uh, your We're hosts here. today. We're here. We're, here. We're all here. Banyan one. Greg was so gracious to invite us to this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, Chase was recently checking out new gear for next year, and one of the lines that stood out to you... Uh, or I guess one of the lines that we're curious about that you got to see and we haven't seen yet is the new Rab uh, ski wear line. Yes. So um, kind of what what do they have going on? Because Rab has always made gear that you can ski in. Yeah. Um, but what's the difference between their ski wear line versus their old stuff? Well, I mean, their heritage is in mountaineering, right? right. Um, ice climbing, just general mountaineering. And so lots of times you'll have like a shorter jacket um, to accommodate harnesses and um, and longer sleeves. So when you're ice climbing, um, your sleeve doesn't fall off your glove and various different things here and there. Um, but like you said, the materials they're using are going to be the same thing that you'll find in a ski jacket. It's just a cut's going to be a little bit different. They're not going to have a powder skirt in them, for instance. Yeah. Um, so they have this new ski line that has a little bit longer fit to it. Um, more of your traditional free ride slash backcountry um, fit to the slightly, jacket. Slightly baggier than their yep. alpine gear. Not as trim, um, so you can layer under it a little bit better. Um, just a little more focused towards skiing. And they introduced, and I don't know if this introduction came because of the ski line or whatnot, but they introduced Gore. And this is their first year using Gore, so next year will be year two. Yep. Um, and d- gore versus other membranes, pertex, and other things. I think gore is great. I don't think it's necessarily superior to pertex. It's I just, think just different. It's just different, and it's more common in ski shells. Um, I think uh, another big reason that they're using gore is because of the awareness of gore. It's like sure. uh, I don't think they're trying to do it because they want to get more sales, but if someone, especially in the U.S., hears Pertex, they think, what's that? But they hear Gore, and they know the Gore name, and they know it's a, a brand that they can rely on. Gore makes great stuff. Um, but that's not to say that Pertex doesn't, because Pertex, pushing, they're pushing the game just as quick or quicker than gore Yeah, but, but Gore sells. Gore sells. It does. Um, and I think it especially sells on the ski side of things because skiers are very, very conscious of, I want a burly We've waterproof been trained. Shell. You go into the store, you look for something that has the little big, actually. The Gore Diamond gore, on there. Yeah, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. If it's not Gore-Tex, it's not going to work. So where where does that perception begin to change? I, when does it begin to change? Like, like in other words, well, 
why are uh, what are these other products are they just as good and we just don't know or what's your thoughts on i think they're just as good i think pertex i actually prefer pertex to gore because of its breathability um i feel that pertex has really good breathability that's not to say gore doesn't um but it's a different it's a woven membrane correct me if i'm wrong you're wrong uh, is am i okay <laughs> <laughs> what? So Pearl? I know that that so gore is a permeated pol- polar, membrane. Polar tech is um, the way that the membrane's made with like the neo shell is different than. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm thinking neo shell. You're th- thinking neo shell, not and that's Pertex. a woven membrane. So Pertex is um, a company out of Japan that makes membranes like Gore and Event and and uh, neo shell. So they've got like the Pertex. Um, Oh, my mind just went blank. The, no, the the Protect Shield. That's what it's called. So their Shield membrane, they have their Shield Plus membrane, and then they have their Shield Pro membrane. So the Shield Pro is going to be most comparable to like Gore. Um, the Shield Plus or Gore-Tex Pro or or whatever. The Shield Plus is comparable to like your uh, Gore-Tex Packlite. So plus sounds like it'd be stronger, but it's actually lighter. But is that it's a lot lighter? Yeah. Mm. So that's what they use in, for example, the OR helium jacket mm. that uses Pertex Shield Plus. So really packable, really compressible, breathable, pretty durable for how light it is. But lightness and packability are the key there. Pertex Shield Pro, it's more about durability, and so you get a, a more durable membrane that's not as packable. It's a little heavier. And that's what they'll use on like their mount, full-on mountaineering um, shells. And that's going to be most comparable to like the Gore-Tex Pro or your Event um, fabrics that are used in mountaineering. Yeah, yeah. But there is a difference. So I used to be in the same boat as you guys with um, Event, Pertex, whatever. They're just as good as Gore. I don't. I I agree, but they're diff. They they have to be used for different um, applications. I believe mm-hmm. Gore-Tex is the most durable membrane out there um it's also the most waterproof and the most windproof uh but it's not the most breathable mm-hmm. event is a is another is has been kind of the biggest gore competitor for a long time and they're much smaller than gore but event was the first air permeable membrane so event has always been way more breathable than gore-tex um but less durable and and the reason why is because in the old membranes, in the old gore membranes, they had an oleophobic layer, which would help protect the membrane from body oils. And that also impeded breathability a lot, um, but it kept the membrane from getting clogged by salt and, and other like oils from your skin as you sweat. Um, Event didn't have that which meant it was more breathable, but it also would clog faster. It wouldn't last as long and stuff. You had to wash it more often. Gore recently, well, within the last 10 years, they took out that oleophobic layer, and now they just say you need to wash your jacket more often. But it increased the breathability a lot in Gore-Tex. But Gore-Tex is still waterproof and windproof. Event is not windproof. Polartec Neo-Shell has taken that to the next level and it's even less windproof but even more breathable than event 
So NeoShell is your best for like high output activities when you need waterproofness. So time out for, for those listening, including myself, because I'm listening to you. Uh, you can be waterproof, but not windproof. Yes. Right. And I think that when I first used a jacket like that, I, th- I almost thought this jacket's not working. <laughs> yeah. Because um, if it's, if you're like, like if you went ski touring and you're going downhill and it's like, it's not blocking the wind. Right. I it's am freezing. Cold. What right. is going on? Yeah. Right. So it, yeah, that's a different, you're asking your jacket to do something different though than, but going up, you don't notice that you're not overheating. Right. Necessarily. But. Right. Yeah. That was the crazy thing. I got a rab. Um, do, do you remember the Neo Shell jackets that when we first opened Gear Thirty, we got those uh, green rab, yeah, green yellow stretch Neo, yeah, yeah. stretch uh, Neo jacket. Um, so it was the first Neo Shell hard shell that I had ever used, and I was blown away because I went backcountry skiing, and I started with it on, and I hiked to the top of Ben Lomond without taking it off or unzipping it. And would you do that with a Gore Tex Pro? No, I'd I'd overheat in the first yeah. twenty minutes. And that's, so if, if you're used to a Gore Pro and you go to a different fabric like this, it's going to perform differently. Yeah. Now, I, I would say that the old school, back then, the old school Gore, I would have overheated very quickly. The newer Gore is much more breathable than it used to be, but it's still windproof, so it's warm. Um, and the other thing, too, is Gore works um, off of, like you have to build up humidity within your jacket and have a humidity gradient. Like there has to be less humidity outside the jacket than there is on the inside for for that moisture to get pushed through the membrane because it is windproof. So Event and NeoShell aren't windproof, so they allow a little bit of air through and just a breeze or something can help to move the moisture through the membrane. So it starts breathing much faster, much more immediately than Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex, you really have to work up a sweat before it actually will start breathing, which means it's a lot warmer, but you sweat more in it. So that that makes sense why they would put it in a ski-specific shell. Right. With the mountaineering heritage, when you're mountaineering, you're, you're active, you're moving, you need that breathability to come in. You don't want to be soggy on the mountain because as soon as the storm blows in, you're freezing, right? right. Um, so... Even down to like the, yeah, in mountaineering, you want something that's really breathable. And that's probably why they stick with that Pertex or that that Neo shell. Yeah, or, um, or Event. Or Event. Rab used Event for years and years and years in their mountaineering stuff and didn't use Gore-Tex. Now that they're doing a ski line, they're using Gore-Tex. And that makes sense. I'd much rather have a ski hard shell made of Gore-Tex mm-hmm. than any of the other brands because it's windproof. And it, you can create that microclimate in there. Right. And yeah, you're not going to, you sit on a lift on a, on a windy day, you're not going to freeze your, you took us off. off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so the first time I skied at a resort in that Neo shell jacket, <laughs> I froze, 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 froze. But yeah, and you think I paid $600 for this? Yeah. Well, we didn't, but we didn't. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that jacket <laughs> retail was like five hundred bucks at the time, and yeah. So you have to know what you're getting. Like if you get a windproof or you get a waterproof hard shell, most people assume it's gonna block it's the windproof. wind as well. Right. But that's not always the case these days. So Gore-Tex is still king when it comes to um, weather protection. 
but Neo shell is king when it comes to breathability and having a waterproof shell that you can really exercise hard in. And then Event's kind of a the happy medium between the two. Looks like I'm on I'm on Rob's site. The there yeah mix between Gore-Tex and Pertex. Yeah, is the main. Yeah, Pertex and then Shield and. And then Pertex is like a new uh, new company out of Japan, or I sh- shouldn't say new, they've been around for a long time, but um, newer, at least in the U.S., than Event or, or Gore, and they're like a good competitor to um So what's Gore-Tex. the difference between the two? Between Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex and, and Pertex? Why is Rab using both? Is it just what we talked about before? Less e- yeah, less expensive maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah Gore-Tex is more expensive um I don't know on like the Pertex Pro like Shield Pro versus Gore-Tex I don't know the difference between the two I think they're fairly comparable the Gore-Tex is probably more durable um probably more expensive I know on the Pertex Shield it is more it's it's very lightweight it's i would say it's probably more durable than like gore-tex pack light and it's cheaper um i like the gore-tex shield or not the the pertex shield plus stuff i love all the jackets that i've had with that the real lightweight rain jackets i've really been impressed with that membrane so i think that's a good one um i'm not sure i need to do more research on the difference between shield pro and gore-tex pro oh. Um, but you do know if you're getting a Gore-Tex Pro jacket, you're also getting a very top quality face fabric that they laminate it to because Gore-Tex doesn't go cheap on their face fabric, not on their top, top Gore-Tex Pro. And and why would that matter? Because that's where your durability comes from. People talk about durability with, um, the membrane itself. When you, when you're talking about a three layer jacket, You've got a face fabric, which is what you see when you look at a jacket. It's what the elements, what meets the elements first. Then you've got the laminate um, membrane, which is essentially like a, it's like this rubbery, it's Teflon that's been stretched. So you've got these tiny holes that are small enough to let air through, like moisture, air, um, water vapor through, but too small to let water droplets come through so it'll block the rain from the outside but it'll let the sweat the um, water vapor through anyway so you've got this rubbery membrane sandwiched to this outside face fabric and then you've got an internal layer that's sandwiched to the membrane that is um, just there to protect it from your skin and from like your body rubbing against it and so that's a three layer jacket excuse me Pertex Shield Plus is not a three-layer jacket, so it's a two-layer jacket, which means you have your face fabric and then the membrane, and that's it. Or maybe they call it like a two-and-a-half-layer jacket, because they might put a little bit of something on that membrane to protect it. But um, anyway, the face fabric is what's going to keep your jacket the most durable, and you can have a really high-end, tightly woven face fabric that helps keep the water from soaking through and even getting to the membrane. That'll help you if you rub up against rocks and trees and stuff. Um, it'll it'll protect your your membrane that way. So you do want to have. So I think people just assume that that's the Gore-Tex working, but really, 
it's, it's a combination. It's a combination, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, anyway, you know that if you've got a Gore-Tex Pro membrane, it's laminated to a top quality face fabric because they just don't go cheap on their face fabrics, which is also one of the reasons why Gore-Tex tends to be more expensive. Yeah, so the Rab La Ladoc. Ladoc. Yeah, Gore-Tex 475. Like, okay. Not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. 475. Um, and then, you know, you compare that to just a, a rain jacket, their downpour jacket with Protex Shields, 100 bucks. Yeah. That's actually, so. so I learned this. We talked about Rab and the Alpha Direct and like a loss leader, right? Yeah. The downpour is Rab's loss leader. They lose money on that jacket. 100 bucks. Uh, yeah. It's a nice for, jacket. So 100 dollars for a name brand. It's a nice Waterproof jacket. membrane. Yeah. Like, pretty solid so if you're looking to get into the brand you want a top quality piece for 100 bucks you're getting that's probably rain jackets in the industry best bang for your buck probably the rad rab downpour so i don't see anything over 500 they've got a muse tag and a latoc that are the, both the muz tag there you go and Latoc. yep Ladoc. 500 and then the ladoc or whatever is 475 but nothing so where do um some of those high those other brands um how do their jackets get up to like 600 plus their shells um because these aren't bad jackets no they're they're very good jackets um what's when you design when you design gear everything costs money so for example if um you decide you want your your cuff velcro to be just like a step above the rest mm -hmm. you might end up spending a couple extra bucks um per per jacket just to add a little bit nicer velcro or your zipper pulls and your bungee tightening things and all that other stuff each time you upgrade it it might cost you an extra 50 cents or about here and there over the course of a full jacket and even the construction uh, if you the construction for example take a look at arcteryx they're the best with construction if you look at how meticulous they are and how they construct everything it might take them an extra 25 hours to construct a jacket in the factory like total time versus some other cheap brand. Well, 25 hours at, I don't know how much they're paying their factory people, but over in China, it's maybe three bucks an hour or something like that. That's an extra 75 bucks. Now you take that and that's an extra 75 bucks that they are spending to make the jacket. They will double that to sell to us. So 75 bucks for them is 150 bucks for us. And just so everyone, like, this is like a reminder, because I, I heard a, well, you know, those top 40 radio DJs who just spout random facts and it's super <laughs> annoying in between songs. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, the, do you know that it only costs, well, this made me really mad. It only costs $200 to make an iPhone that they sell for 800 Well, I'm like, well, yeah, that's like how, I, that's how retail it's works. Because the right? then they sell it to a retailer for for, for 200 four, or whatever for 400. for 400 they make their money and then the retailer sells it for 800 yeah that's how and welcome that's, to retail and that's how you <laughs> yeah. can have that's how you can have employees for example and employees can have livelihoods because you got to be able to pay your employees got to be able to pay yourself and that's why your manufacturers head. like rab uh and, and the, well that's why manufacturers uh, like going direct to consumer because they make more of that margin yeah they make yeah. a bigger margin right 
And so, yeah, so for example, an extra 25 hours of factory work might turn into 75, an extra $75 on our price when we buy it, which might turn into an extra 125 bucks when we sell it to a retailer at full price, for example. And um, so Rab is top quality, but when I compare an, a Rab hard shell to an Arc'teryx hard shell, the real fine details, Arc'teryx is, is a step up when it comes to like the fit and finish of the jacket. When it comes to function and design and stuff like that, I think Rab can compete with anybody, but mm, I think Arc'teryx and maybe even Nerona, I would say, is maybe just a step up in the construction part in the fit and finish. But Rab has made some huge strides. They've made some big improvements in the last five years, and their stuff is very good. Um, so, but I think that's probably where the price difference is, is probably just those tiniest little details. You just spend an, an extra few bucks on materials, an extra few bucks on, on zipper poles and other things, and then some extra money on the factory workers to put that a little bit better attention to detail. Yeah, and if you don't care about that stuff, right then rab's where it's at or right. whatever like yeah like it does doesn't and my rab stuff has held up very well has performed extremely well so i'm not concerned about rab's quality being lacking um i i've never had a rab piece that hasn't just performed phenomenally well so same here ski gear or ski apparel so yeah, yeah. I think I think this is definitely something to keep on your radar for 475 bucks for a Gore-Tex Pro jacket. That's a good price. That's a 150 bucks cheaper than probably the Anything. average price from all the other companies. Yeah, and I don't know if this is their entryway into it, and their prices are going to go up. I don't. So I don't imagine so with Rab. Yeah, I think they'll probably stick with most of their their products. They stick where they're at. Um, I, I think this is. A great way to buy into the brand of Rab um, and Gore-Tex and have like a quality ski jacket that's going to last you years and years and years and not pay. I mean, 475 bucks isn't cheap, but that's that's a jacket that's going to last you 15, 20 years. Yeah. That used to be the high end of the price range back 475, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Now that's like half the price of some of Arc'teryx's uh, and Nerona's. They're up to a grand now? Oh, Arc shows. Shows. Who, yeah. who was it the other day? Um, I was looking at, I, I, oh, it's Arc'teryx. $1,200 for one of their jackets, which is like. I mean, I get it. It's not like they're trying to gouge you. They're, no, they're no. putting They're putting a lot more money into making that jacket. Yeah. But still, they're getting expensive. All I'm trying to emphasize is this rab the rab jackets are a deal yeah so here's how they're doing that um this gore-tex jacket for rab is it's two two fabrics so a fast wicking gore c-neck c-knit body with robust gore-tex pro in the high wear areas so when you use less of the pro throughout the whole jacket uh it doesn't cost as much maybe Mm -hmm. the c-knit fabric is really cool uh membrane and fabric because it's really soft and supple and moves moves well it, it's a cool fabric that's what i look for in my fabrics definitely yeah. uh <laughs> definitely a little bit less durable it um, looks good though it's a yeah, good looking it's a jacket. Good looking jacket definitely um cool well i'm excited and then next year they've got they're expanding their ski line mm-hmm. um 
They're offering more jack- jackets and pants. Yep, and their colors next year are pretty dialed. Are they? It's Yeah, it's going to be a really cool line next year. Um, For whatever reason, Rab hasn't fallen into that Euro color scheme thing. No, nah, well, they're out of the UK, so I think they keep it a little more earth Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, Sheffield. UK, Land Rover, for example. Land Rover. Good looking. It's about, it's about sophistication yeah. and classiness, and it's not the the loud in your face colors which i like loud in your face sometimes and sometimes i like classy yeah you know loud in your face is great one thing that i like about keeping your colors neutralish (laughs) neutralish is if you're gonna pay four five six eight hundred dollars for a jacket you don't want it to you don't want the color to go out of style in in a year yeah Yeah. you might love it this season then two years you're a little bit older and you're like you know what that Bright green, fluorescent green, <laughs> not so much. Yeah. But like an earth tone green or an earth tone red, right? It's not gonna go out. It's a very, it's a, it's a timeless color, and I think that might be one of the reasons they stick with these colors is so you can buy a jacket and wear it for years and, and years and years, and, and it's not gonna go. Your out. Vortex, uh, Pertex, these these brands, these you spend this much money, you're getting a minimum of five years out of these oh, jackets. So. Yeah, and if you wash it, it's gonna really prolong the life of your piece. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're good stuff. So, I'm really excited to see what Rab has next year. With that said, one jacket that's not coming back next year. Oh yes, <laughs> buy it now. Yeah, buy it now. We have three left in the shop. What's it called? Alpha Direct. I didn't remember the name. Alpha Direct. <laughs> I tried it on yesterday. The large. Um, I it feels like you're getting hugged by it, Elmo. Okay, a little bit. Um, or. Uh, have you seen The Empire Strikes Back? And you know how they keep lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> what is that animal called? Uh, the, um, the tauntaun? Tauntaun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like slipping into a tauntaun, man. <laughs> that thing is robustly warm. Like, yeah. That's holy true. crap. And it doesn't it's, look like much. And it's yeah. breathable. Yeah. It blows me away. So, I haven't tried it yet, but I really want one. We have three left. If you want one at Gear 30, I suggest you pick it up because I'm going to probably buy the large if you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So, you've got a few days. You've got, been warned. You've got a couple a week or two, and then I'm picking up that large. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think that's it for, for today. We're excited about the new Rab stuff. Maybe you learned a little something as, I did. as we geeked out on Gore-Tex and Pertex and Event and all that other stuff, you know, Shell. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to click subscribe. Um, also, share it with your friends and um, send us a, a friendly review, please. Five um, star. <laughs> also, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And you can check out the good deals that we have. Tis the season for deals as as uh, spring creeps closer and closer. You'll start to find more and more deals online, and uh, we've still got some crazy good winter stuff, um, and and got some good deals, and that's all online. So check that out. Also, if you want to reach out to us, questions, want to hear certain things on this podcast, reach out. Chase's over phone number is. <laughs> Please, I want to hear from you. Instagram and Facebook, though. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you think and if you have any questions. Yep, there you go. Because, yeah, we'd love to love to hear your feedback and answer any questions that you may have um, if you can. Anyway. All right, thanks, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo.